Grandpa Jim Motivation Central Station. How are you all? Are you uh, inspired today? Are you ready to go take on the world? Uh, Do you have aspirations? What are your aspirations? What are you aspiring to? Are you trying to... uh, You know, what's that goal? What do you want? What is it? If you can define it, it's a lot easier to get there. So you may need to take a day out. You may need to, you know, find some alone time. And uh, I thought this was interesting because our great filmmaker, Steven Spielberg, said that the higher power doesn't uh, scream at you. It talks to you and whispers. So sometimes we need to chill out, meditate, and relax. And sometimes the answers come. And so a couple of things. Hung out with somebody that was very intoxicated this weekend. And uh, everybody uh, that was in the circle um, that was around this person is very concerned and very um, fearful that this person may hurt themselves and there's no 911 service uh, where they live. And so how do we approach, how can we help somebody like that as one is to um, typically try to um, encounter them, engage, engage is a better word, engage them when they're uh, waking up with a hangover, etc. when people are not feeling well and, um, and, and have somebody that's had the experience before. If you're not an alcoholic or don't know the words, uh, you're typically a professional that works in that area. Uh, can be a good change agent or your local 12-step group, uh, whatever the drug of choice might be, Alcoholics Anonymous for alcoholics and uh, Narcotics Anonymous, NA. Part of the program is to carry the message to other people. And so these people are, as such as myself, are often inspired to help others that are struggling. So um, I want to talk about a couple of things today for sure. One is um, how are you doing? Are you, is your skin hungry? This is an actual term. Are you, you know, looking for some touch from somebody? I have some personal experience with this. Uh, When my mother abandoned our, our family, I didn't, I did not like people to hug me. It was very uncomfortable for me. Um... And so I would avoid those situations. And as I worked through some therapy and I reconnected with my mother after 20 years, uh, when she touched my arm, uh, it was like a electricity bolt of love going through my arm. And when my mother uh, touches my skin, uh, definitely... um, you know, I can feel that. And so, uh, also, I became a hugger. So I went from, with the therapy, 12-step work, I went from not being able to show affection to showing lots of affection. And so I miss doing the hug thing right now. So uh, there are strategies that you can do to help you know, with the situation is one is to speak 
to that loved one. Um, if they don't know how you're feeling, they can't help you, right? So mental health is always, uh, you know, there's uh, some things I learned. You ever hear the seven deadly sins? The first one is pride. And I always wondered why um, there's a book called Drop the Rock and Recovery. I was always wondering, why is pride at the top of the list? Well, if we're afraid to ask for help, we can't help you in mental health unless you're willing to you know, disclose and open up. And don't be afraid because if there's words to speak what you're feeling or go through, somebody else has experienced that. You'll be surprised that this thing that that gambling problem, that food problem, you know, people have experienced that and we're here to help you. And there's many of us that were there and now we're on the other side. So that's that's really a beautiful thing. So a um, couple of things I want to dive into today. Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a great great guy and I'll tell you why he's been beautiful for my grandchildren and we're gonna get that to that in just a second um and then I want to talk about uh Black Lives Matter as well and uh so I want to talk about Donald Trump and and you know how great he is you know um he's helped me teach my grandchildren just incredible invaluable lessons you know, that was one of the first things I learned when I came into recovery is that um, some people show us what not to do. And so, you know, I was able to explain to my older granddaughters, I have seven beautiful blended grandchildren from the age of 14 down to uh, four months. <laughs> we have a great family here. So um, I was able to explain to some of my older uh, grandchildren, what a false promise is. And they've been able to watch the whole Trump presidency. And I said, remember when Donald Trump promised that he was going to have the Mexicans pay for his wall. And uh, they have not. And then he hired a contractor that is doing shoddy subpar work and what he's paid for is already falling apart in some areas of the country. So I got to teach him that when you say something, too, that words have meaning, they have value, they have weight. And when you say things, and, and they can be sharp as a weapon or kind as a loving kiss on a cheek, you know. So I was able... Uh, to, to teach them that, you know, what is integrity? Integrity is saying when I say I promise that the Mexicans will pay for the wall, that I keep my promise. That is called integrity. So we, we've got an uh, excellent, excellent uh, learning experience out of that. I got to t- teach uh, them about courting um, dictators, and communist countries, and uh, like Kim Jong-un, and I could probably never, didn't say that right, because I probably never say it, said it right once in my life, but anyway, uh, the point is, is again, we had false promises there, so we had 
uh, been promised that we would uh, decline their nuclear program and he would, uh, Kim would quit putting rockets into the air. And again, that didn't happen. So that, that again was a great way to teach them what a false promise is. And then, too, like, uh, again, to, uh, I wanted to teach them so much kindness, love. And part of this is not mocking somebody that has a physical disability. There are things in our lives that we cannot control. And some people that are born with physical disabilities cannot uh, control how they were born. So we don't mock somebody for something they have no control over, right? We don't mock people, period. We even love Donald Trump. We just don't love his policies. And uh, we can love somebody. We had this incident out in California where the white supremacist got shot by this uh, person that was working as a security guard. So we learned that both sides can be pretty deadly, very deadly. We don't need to be that way. We need to talk it out. This goes back to the skin touch thing. Uh, The research shows that when kids are hogged, they did a study on children from France and children in the United States, and and, uh, France is known as more of a touch uh, community, and so they have less problems with their kids. They don't have this rage and anger. So they also found out which those are the two emotions I knew as a kid. I was really upset that my mother uh, took off and then I had a brother pass away during that time period when I was a young kid. And I knew two emotions, rage and anger. And, And that's what happens when you don't hug your kids, when you don't look them in the eyes, when you don't show them love. And, uh, you know, so we need to do that with our children. That's in, that. Do you think an hour of extra work to put X, Y, Z amount of money in your pocket is more than hugging your kid? Right? No, that hug's going to live on. You know, the cool thing about uh, native culture is that when they believe in many native cultures say the Cherokee, the Oneida, the many Indian tribes, that one good deed lives in the heart of generations. Isn't that a beautiful thing to say? So one act of kindness, you know, opening that door for that person that's, you know, incapable of doing that, you know, and you're helping them immensely. That small little task can help somebody immensely. Don't don't underestimate the little tri- uh, trivial. If you want to do big things and fix the world, you first need to be able to show that you can and demonstrate that you can do this on a very small scale. Like Ben Franklin said, all the words in the world won't fill a uh, bushel basket, right? So... I can talk about doing these good deeds, but actually doing them 
uh, which just a side note, our Republican government here in Wisconsin, ever since COVID started, they went to the state court because they don't want people to wear masks and our state is the worst right now. The city of Green Bay, Wisconsin, where the Green Bay Packers play football, is the city that's most on fire in the United States of America. Thank you, Republican government. And then when they went to the state court, the uh, judge said, okay, um, I really don't think this is a court matter. But, you know, Republicans, this is what you want. You got it. Go fix it. And they're like, no, can you wait 10 days? We don't have a plan. They have not met once. It's almost been six months. It's like 170 days or so that the Republican, they're in control of our government here. They have not even met once. They're they're living on the taxpayer's dime, you know, like, and we want to get, um, we want to get it so the early votes can be counted because we don't want Wisconsin here holding up the United States on election night to know who your president is. So that's just a footnote. But there's some other things, you know, uh, Trump taught us, you know, how to not only, uh, you know, how not to, you know, mock people with disabilities. That was a great teaching moment for our children is, again, you don't belittle somebody that has no control over the way they were born or, you know, their their physical body size, their skin color. We don't, you know, we don't go there. We embrace, we, we shine a light on, you know, that everybody has value. Everybody has some gift to bring into this world. And then, uh, you know, War heroes. John McCain is an absolute war hero. Anybody that has the courage to sign their name over to a government where they can possibly be killed in the line of duty is a hero. As soon as they finish, you know, they scratch out their first name and then they write their last name and then they date it. That's a hero. That is a hero right now, you know, every day. And to mock somebody and to say they're less than, and I just never understood how uh, he got away with that one with anybody that's been in the military. And um, so, you know, the other thing is we don't promise the world uh, for many years that we are there to help. And then we're just going to pull away without, you know, we're just going to pack up our stuff like the Paris Peace Agreement. And, you know, I'm all about the new Green Deal because it's an investment. It's for your grandchildren's grandchildren. It's uh, the future. You know, that they we still might be investing in that by the time they come. It's, it's a great plan. It's a great vision. I just did a podcast. Uh, if you like these types of podcasts, please hit subscribe but I just did this thing on Canada how they just you know they are after being the producers in the world of batteries for you know all types of things but mostly uh, for vehicles for uh, electric cars and electric trucks and and um, they just signed an agreement and both sides of their party, you know, and that's what's cool about Canada is they have like four parties 
And so uh, the conservatives and the liberals got together and they have a Ford plant that's going to be making stuff, you know. The other day I said I was on the freeway and I had a Harley Davidson electric motorcycle go by me. It was so quiet. If you ever been around uh, Harley Davidson, we're in the home where, where they manufacture them here in Milwaukee. And they are loud people and to see this one come by making no noise that was a beautiful thing that's the other thing i never understood you ever been at a stoplight and these people got the music bouncing that your your teeth are rattling in the other car you know like oh man i never figured that one out but anyways then he taught us how you know what uh, xenophobia is, you know, and being xenophobic, phobic, you know, being fearful of people from other countries, other cultures, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's love. Do you remember Anthony Bourdain? And there, there is a person that, you know, mental health can happen to anybody at any time. We need to remember this, you know, Anthony Bourdain to me was a very cool guy, you know, like, you know, um, he was the most, you know, like the Dasecki's beer man. He was the most interesting man on the planet, right? He got to travel everywhere, eat food and, um, have a good time, but see, that's where, you know, mental illness can take down the best of the best. And we all need to be mindful of where we're at. You know, that's called self-care. We need to take care of ourselves on a daily basis. You know, where am I at? How am I feeling? You know, um, when I first came into recovery, I didn't know how to assess feelings or emotions. Like I said, when I grew up, I knew rage and anger. That's what I knew. And now I know a bunch of other things too, you know. So, um, anyway, uh... So, uh, you know, we need that, you know, that words matter, too. You know, again, that uh, kind words have a great effect. And then I want to talk about what Black Lives Matter taught us, you know. Um, you know, it, it's taught us that everybody matters. You know, Black Lives Matter taught us about uh, systemic racism, Again, I work in the inner city of Milwaukee, the poorest zip code, and there's no opportunity. Like, you can't say a man's lazy unless there's a job for him to show up to. And if there is a job for him to show up to and he doesn't show up and he's choosing to sit at home, that's lazy. But if, and that's where I wished, um, like, we drove through, me and my wife had a beautiful weekend. We got to, See the beautiful uh, colors of all the trees um, as we traveled the state and we were on the back roads by all these farms. And, you know, uh, one of the big Republican leaders of our state, you know, he's from the, that rural area. And they, you know, if you've never been to a big city where please come to 53206 and you'll realize what a blessing you have to live where you live and then empathy can you put yourself in the other person's shoes and understand that um you know why don't they have a job you know the inner city of milwaukee here 
everybody came from uh, Mississippi up here to Milwaukee to work in our factories on the third shift back in the day. And those factories don't exist. We don't have manufacturing here in any, you know, any near the capacity that we used to. That whole community has been jobless for a long time. And I mean, lack of opportunity. Um, you know, I work with a lot of people of color and they want everything that you have, right? You know, and uh, everybody in my family wants everything you have, right? There's no difference. There's no difference. Everybody wants a loving, kind, safe uh, environment to live in. You know, everybody wants basic necessities, a roof over their head and uh, food on the table, you know, I don't think that's asking too much. I really believe the higher you raise the bottom of your country, the more, you know, uh, better it is for everybody. We have less crime, less violence when you can raise the bottom up, right? Um, when there are jobs for people to go to. And that's why I like the Green Deal. You know, there's the, that encompasses so much. We can, uh, that's what the New Deal did um, when FDR brought it out. The New Deal put people back to work in the country and got us rolling again. And I know that uh, would have great effects too. Um, so, uh, you know, and they also taught us nonviolence, the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, you can achieve ch- change with that and right now too I just want to end on this note with this Jacob Blake case that we have in Kenosha, Wisconsin Um, the man and a lot of people bring up his criminal record, they didn't know that when they shot him in the back seven times you can't for, uh, you know, he had a non-violent crime going on And in that moment, it was like a domestic dispute. Voices were raised. You don't pump seven bullets into a young man's back, you know, and the guy's paralyzed. And there has, nobody's been prosecuted. That's the other thing that needs to go is the police unions. This officer, they have not rolled one way or the other it's pretty blatant on the film what happened there you know why do we need this big long discussion you know what was playing in in this cop's head and police officer excuse me um as police officer's head what was we don't need to know that we 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 saw we saw bullets fly in the kid's back you know and then they're protecting this kid that shot Uh, People in the riots there a few days after Jacob Blake got shot in the back. The riots in Kenosha, uh, a vigilante alderman. uh, An alderman in Kenosha posted a post to bring your arms to Kenosha. And a 17-year-old kid brings a rifle and murders two people in the street. And he, he's from Illinois, right over the border of Wisconsin. And he doesn't want to come to Wisconsin for a trial because, you know, the mob, they said the mob's waiting for him here. Um, how does he have any power or say in, in, in coming here or not to face his charges? Why does this kid that 
murdered somebody and he beat up a woman. There is a videotape. When he gets out of his car at the rally, there is a young African-American woman and he says some words to her and he goes over. He's a big kid, you know, he doesn't look like it on that, um, on the videotape when he's walking down the street with a rifle in his hand, but he's a big kid and he's, he's pushing around and slapping around a girl and then they interviewed him before he shot anybody who was in front of a building. And he's like, oh, we're here to protect the the guy on the other side of the camera. He says, what are you doing here today? He says, we're here to protect the building. And I'm also ready to run into harm's way. Like that kid had an attitude and he had a mission. And unfortunately, but how does he have a voice in this? You know, and, and why are they delaying this? So anyway, kids... Um, Get a hug today, you know, hug somebody, hug your children, look them in the eyes, tell them you love them, but that hug, that personal touch, you want to have a, a good person, um, you know, me and my wife sacrificed a lot, uh, a lot of my friends have big, beautiful homes, and we decided to stay in our moderate size, older home, and put our investment into our kids, and we didn't have the, you know, by God's grace, you know, we didn't have a lot of commotion, a lot of drama. Um, we didn't get a call from the school saying, your kid's up on the roof, you know, like, like uh, he's causing, you know, uh, hell. You know, we didn't have that. You know, we were lucky. We were really lucky. So um, if you can spend more time with your kid and hug them, there's research, you know, it's online, um, you know, skin hunger and um, they call it... Uh, you know, hug deep, uh, touch deprivation, you know? So anyway, Hey, it was great hanging out with you today here on motivation central station. And, uh, you know, go have a prosperous day and, uh, love you all and, uh, have a good one. If you like these types of podcasts, please hit subscribe. If you like what I had to share, please share it on other platforms. And, um, uh, Try to help a neighbor. Try to help a friend. And if you feel you have nothing to give, you can always give a smile.